When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. Waiter, this isn't the collapse that I ordered. That's the title of today's podcast. And and what I'm talking about there specifically is this this world that we live in in the second half of 2020. It's a it's a it's a an era. It's a it's a time period that I'm referring to as a collapse, but it certainly doesn't fit the bill of what I think many of us envisioned when we expected some sort of a collapse. I mean, in 2020, we've had the recession that everybody was was waiting for, for, for many, many years. This was going to be a huge recession, and it was, but it certainly played out differently, and it, I believe we're still in a recession, but it certainly has played out differently than many people envisioned. We had a pandemic. I mean, it's a pretty black swan event, if you ask me. And yet, even that has played out far differently than people would have anticipated. In fact, you know, to go along with that analogy of, of you know, a waiter getting this order wrong, and then if we're on the topic of, of food, I guess, in a restaurant, you know, this feels a lot more like we're all frogs sitting in a uh, lukewarm pot of water that's slowly being heated than it does, you know, us with us being lobsters tossed into a pot of boiling water. I think that's what many of us expected, for this to be an abrupt collapse, for this to all to come crashing down in, in the span of a couple of weeks. And yet, here we are in October, and this thing is, is grinding onwards. And believe me, it's far from over. You know, I, I don't want to rehash everything that's happened in 2020, everything negative or anything, everything related to this economic um, and, and, and societal and, and political collapse. But it has been a slow grind, marked by some really historical moments and historical events, but it's been a grind. And I think it's going to continue on that path for quite some time. You know, on the topic of societal change, societal unrest... 2020 has been a year filled with massive protests and riots and polarization and 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 disagreement that I think goes goes well beyond uh, just calling it disagreement I think that is is a very uh, light way of putting it right and it's going to continue to grind on I mean come on we're we're coming up on the election less than a month away from the election now all right which I talked about quite a bit in the past about how this could be uh, a disputed election. This could seriously throw um, society here in the United States in, into an even you know, deeper state of, of confusion and, and, and chaos and is likely to cause a high amount of doubt um, surrounding our election system, potentially our entire government, governmental system our two-party system, right? It's, it's a recipe for disaster. 
But even beyond that, you also have the financial and, and the economic side of things. The Federal Reserve and the U.S. government, along with central banks and governments around the world, have done a very, I should say, they've done an exceptional job in in stopping the collapse, stopping this, you know, preventing a, a, a full-blown collapse of the U.S. economy because of this recession, because of this pandemic. Now, I know that you know, saying that the Fed and, and government has done an exceptional job is going to raise some eyebrows in this community and certainly among many of my longtime listeners. And of course, what I mean by that is is they have, like in 2008 and 2009 during the financial crisis, they have done an exceptional job of stabilizing things to some extent. However, that doesn't mean that they've somehow prevented a collapse. They've prevented um, a full-blown you know, destruction of the dollar type of, of event or, or the U.S. economy. No, just like in 2008 and 2009, they're simply kicking the can further down the road. But I believe that we're at an inflection point where you no longer can just kick the can down the road without some serious side effects. I'm not saying you can't. They can and they will for as long as they can, for as long as they're able to, as long as, as we keep voting them in office and, 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 and the president and others keep, and Congress keeps allowing the Fed to, to you know, exercise their current powers. However, as time goes on, the impacts of this kicking the can down the road are going to be felt more and more. And, and, and to truth, you know, truth be told, at the beginning of 2020, we, we were already feeling those impacts. We've been feeling the impacts since the financial crisis and the Great Recession itself. Economic growth here in the United States was weak for the entire, you know, recovery period from you know, 2010 to, you know, 2020. It was weak. It was one of the weakest periods of economic growth. And of course, everyone pinned it on demographics. They pinned it on, you know, whatever other uh, um, um, specific factor that, that came into play in that, in that uh, roughly decade. But in reality, it's largely due to the fact that, again, this can was kicked down the road. What happened in 2008 2009 will essentially, there were excesses in the U.S. economy. There was a lot of risky behavior in financial markets, as well as among uh, um, um, investors and consumers, you know, or, 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 you know, people that are just buying houses. You know, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of risky behavior, a lot of debt that had stacked up at the consumer, at the corporate and at the governmental level. There was a essentially a debt to be paid, and and you know the payment for that debt was, well, a, an actual recession, or a depression that was allowed to run its course. I'm talking defaults, massive defaults, even higher unemployment, more you know a deeper recession, and afterwards we could start you know, with something resembling a clean slate. Instead, the can was kicked on the road. And instead, we have an economy that is full of debt 
and trying to recover from a from a pretty deep recession and struggled to do so. Struggled to do so without exceptional support, exceptional in the sense that never seen before, support from the Federal Reserve and from the government in the form of spending and and really easy monetary policy. Why should we expect anything different in the 2020s? Yeah, this COVID pandemic is eventually going to be behind us. And many of the economic effects directly related to it, I'm talking about um, shutdowns and decreased travel and decreased spending on things like restaurants or, or hotels, or eventually that's going to be, be behind us. The debt that we've racked up in the 2010s, as well as the massive pile of debt that we're just racking up this year alone in 2020, is still going to be with us. There is a debt to be paid already heading into 2020, and that was exacerbated by the COVID pandemic. But once again, the U.S. government and governments around the world and central banks around the world, including the Federal Reserve, chose to kick the can down the road. Again, they did an exceptional job of, of avoiding the payment of that debt over the short term, both in a literal and a, 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 a you know, non-literal um, perspective. However, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, that's a term that I throw around quite a bit around here. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You can't kick the can down the road and not have to pay for that at some point in the future. Again, both in a literal and non-literal sense. So you think the 2010s were bad in terms of the increasing polarization in society, in terms of a lackluster wage growth, economic growth, the growth of debt that we had in that decade? We'll just wait until the 2020s. We may never get out of this recession. Because we just have too much debt. And I mean that in the very literal sense. We have too much debt in today's economy. Again, whether it's at the governmental or corporate or consumer level, debt chokes out economic growth. I'm fully confident that this is going to end in, in some form of destruction of the dollar, further destruction, hyperinflation. It could be a long time before that's the case. I'm talking years before we see that. However, along the way, it's going to be a grind. It, I still feel confident that this is a, a, a full-blown societal and, and, and economic financial collapse that we're in the midst of right now. It just looks a heck of a lot different than a lot of us expected it to. As always, I'd like to thank every one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into today's podcast, and God bless.